Hello, love, and welcome to your lovely intuition podcast. I'm your host, Riley June, medium and mentor. Through understanding my energy, intuition, and spirit, I have found the way back home to my soul, unlocking infancy in my life, relationships, building a six-figure business, and manifesting more in my dreams than ever before. I am here to help you deeper understand your intuition, why you're here, and what your soul is calling you to know so you can unlock those codes within you too. So take a deep breath in and let's dive into all things energy now. beautiful souls. Welcome back to another episode. This week I have a super special guest here with us today. Her name is Jade and she is just such an incredible light. So I am going to make this introduction short and sweet and I'm going to let you tune into all the magic that we shared today. This episode is going to be about Um, integrity and ethics and where the industry that that we are in has some flaws and how Jade and I are looking to correct that as we grow into the future. So sit back, listen up, and I am so excited to share this beautiful soul with you today. All right. Hello. Welcome. Today I have a super special guest with me, Jade. She is such a magical, magical being. Uh, You may hear the vacuum going in the background, so I'm not going to edit that out. I don't edit these, (laughs) but it won't be on forever. And just as I say, he turns it off. How perfect. Okay. I'm going to let Jade introduce herself to you. Um, She is so powerful, so gifted. We connected through friends. That is what I love so much about this work is that it puts you into circles and places and around people that you would have never expected to connect with and even beyond that, the extensions of them. So Jade, I'm going to turn it over to you. Please let everybody know who you are, what you're all about, and the work that you do in this world. Thank you so much for having me here, Riley. Uh, uh, We've been trying to get together for a while, so I'm excited to finally have this happening. Uh, so my name is Jade, and uh, what I do is I specialize in alternative health and also really delving into shadow work. So my job is to sit down and really help people sit in the, the ick, the shame, the guilt, and all the uncomfortable things and help transmute and shift those perspectives into things that become more integrated and full so people can really feel unified within themselves and go out and step into their power and live their most authentic selves. Um, I'm also a reflexology therapist. I'm a speaker and workshop facilitator, um, and I range in a wide variety of things from mental health and resiliency to understanding how to program and work with crystals, bridging the gap between the science and spirituality of those components. Um, And uh, I also educate people in self-care and self-love, rewiring that relationship with themselves so they can, again, step into that most true power and feel settled, whole, and loved within themselves. Ah. Everybody deserves to feel 
Yes, absolutely. I love that so much because especially in a time like 2020 where the shadow is heightened in, in life, fear is heightened in life, that doesn't have to be our defining piece. So having more people in this world teaching that, mentoring that, facilitating that space is so powerful and so, so important. I would agree with that. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's been an interesting thing hearing people and witnessing a lot of uh, the discomfort that's happening in the collective and people going, oh my gosh, the world is turning to shit. It's all just chaos. And I'm sitting here going, no, no, you're just finally seeing it. There's a light being shut in on our unseen truths. And um, we need to see that. I mean, you don't go into the sauna, for example, and not expect to have a breakout and all sorts of different junk, you know, the sauna didn't make you break out. No, all the stuff that was underneath the skin is now coming to the surface to be purged and then it'll clear away as long as we stay consistent with pulling away and plugging away on what needs to be seen and treating the root issues that are there and all of these things need to be witnessed they need to be seen in order to be actually transmuted and and integrated so we can continue to move forward um with a new and better and holistic understanding um so yeah i mean the the shadow has really been highlighted for a lot of people and and i know that uh that's really difficult that's really hard stuff to for a lot of people to um to swallow right because i mean who wants to sit there and look at the things that make them uncomfortable. Who wants to sit there and be like, ooh, nope, that doesn't feel great in my body. Why? You know? No, we're just like, no, 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 that doesn't feel great. So I'm just gonna, pardon me, like I'm gonna move away from that. And, um, you know, it took me a long time to really figure out my role in all that as well. You know, I was like, what? I'm an intense person. And it took me a long time to really understand that like a lot of other light workers and beautiful, amazing people who are so centered in helping other light workers in their evolution that um, I found myself sitting in the darkness and sitting in the shadows and wanting to really help transmute and create the bridge for people who had been sitting in those spaces as well and go, it's okay. You know, no, like it's, this is okay. It's okay. How yeah. can, how can we make this okay? Like, you know, I'm like, why do I make everyone cry? Oh, cause that's my job. And that's, that's the good <laughs> thing. I can, I can help people get that. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Oh, I just feel full body chills as you were speaking, because especially in a world where instant gratification is at the forefront of everyone's perception having a world highlight the uncomfortableness of having to actually sit in your feelings of having to uncover your own shit for lack of better terms and like owning up, like taking ownership of your life. Like, okay, things may have happened in the past, you know, as traumatic or, or minor as they may have been, but that's your job to heal that, to see that, to love that, to accept that because it's a version of you that exists that wasn't seen, that wasn't heard, that was abused, that was tormented and and she's still there he's still there and and wanting to be understood and to know that things are going to be okay right we might evolve physically but our emotional intellect is only and can only go as far as our most unhealed element and version of ourselves and so in a world of 2020 where things like <laughs> corruption and trafficking and all these things that we knew existed anyways because of 
movies or, you know, ideologies are actually becoming reality, people are having to like actually sit and accept the fact that, oh, okay, this does exist. But that doesn't mean that you have to take that forward with you. That doesn't mean that that has to be the defining story. That doesn't mean that that's going to be the way it is forever. We get to see it so that we can heal it. And then we get to evolve beyond it and bring all of us and the new paradigm into reality existence. So I love what you're sharing so much because it is like, this is the work that people are going to be doing and uncovering and needing so much, especially as we go into 2021 and the healing is going to need to begin from 2020. interesting like 2020 definitely has been an unveiling year and and it's interesting too because we have people who we we all of a sudden got forced to shut down and that forced away a lot of the distractions that are in were in place for us right and and i you know i think it's really important first of all to shift and understand that um you know this is really not anyone's uh like personal fault the people who are going through this and the experience that the collective is happening there's been a real true systematic um there's been a system put in place that has programmed you to create these band-aid fixes and to be distracted and to adhere to that system that is in place in order for it to work the way that it needs to work so we've been taught, you know, on both sides with, you know, toxic masculinity and with also, you know, the oppression in the divine feminine, there has been um, an oppression in both sides. We've been taught the vulnerability. Hey, you don't cry. You don't get to be vulnerable. You pent all this stuff up. And then we have all these, this anger and these outbursts. And then we have the other side of it that says, you know, you, you don't get to, you know, stand in any of your power and you put everybody else first before yourself. And, you know, there's been this, this um, oppression on both sides of that, that have created an imbalance within, and then it created an imbalance between the two fundamental aspects that need each other to actually be in balance and cohabitate. And when that system is put in place and tells you to be distracted, that tells you that the way that you feel is wrong, that tells you that everything, all those uncomfortable and icky spaces are things that you need to shove and sweep under the rug. Of course, you know, this is a generationally impacted thing that has led up into this unveiling of 2420. And then all of a sudden you're sitting in the silence and you're going, oh, well, I have to hear all these things and I don't like that. You know, I have to sit here and I don't have this eight hour job to go to. I, I don't, I, like I all of a sudden have all this time and I have all this added stress on top of all the stuff that I didn't want to look at or I wasn't able to look at or the system had, you know, created a rift between me being able to even have accessibility to do that work because I've been so busy just trying to survive. Yeah. So we've rooted people in that survival. And it's so important to dismantle and understand that that system has been in place to do that before you can really have the forgiveness and really work around that shame and that guilt to, to go, no, 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 it's okay. Like, yeah, no, it's not your fault that you're fucked up, but you know, it is your fault if you stay (laughs) fucked up. So how can we make these changes? And, you know, and also acknowledging that there are real walls, there are real obstacles, and there are real systematic issues that are going against the grain that are pitting people against each other in all sorts of different tiers and fashions. So it's there to keep people disconnected from themselves, 
and it's there to keep people disconnected from each other because when we are connected in and we are connected to each other we actually realize how amazingly empowered we can be and how powerful we are as individuals and our capacity to to change the world just as one person as well as in the collective groups as we heal right if we heal ourselves inherently we start to heal the world because healed people will help heal people and they're not running around bleeding all over everybody and that mm-hmm. person's bleeding all over that next person it is really a chain reaction and we have it's a very clever system that has created that rift so yeah you know disconnect people from themselves disconnect people from each other and well that fixes the problem keep them distracted keep them distracted and then they don't have to do this work and it'll keep feeding our system and it's unfortunate because this has been such a long haul issue that it's gonna take a lot of time to heal you know this is it's it's real work it's it's messy it's ugly cry it's you know all the things all the things and it's it's gonna take time and people need to be gentle with themselves especially with so much trauma surrounding it on a multitude of levels i love the way that you explain that and you paint that picture because it really on a surface level but on a a a deeper level and in a soul level it really hit what this is all unveiling and what this is all about because it you're right people like people cause this but it's not our fault like it was designed to be that way right we just unconsciously didn't realize that what was what was happening to us but in that same fashion also like you say we don't have to stay that way either that we get to choose something different and this year has really highlighted that experience and it's Anyone who goes through like an actual deep dive, spiritual awakening, energy awakening, energy understanding, they know that it's not riding on sunshines and rainbows and the unicorns of magic. Though there's magic that unfolds and miracles that happen, you spend more time in the beginning of it crying and (laughs) wanting to throw a plate at the wall and just being mad and angry. But at the same time, all that coming up is what you've been suppressing for maybe 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years of your life, whether it was the breakup from when you were 16 or the abuse from when you were two or the disloyalty or mistrust or let down from 20s, 30s, 40s in your life. Like there's so many things that we have been told, you know, okay, that happened, move on to the next. Okay, survival mode, you know, figure it out. You got to hustle and bustle, figure it out. We don't have time to sit in this. Got to get going. Got to put that food on the table. But then when you go through this activation and this understanding, you start to realize that as unfortunate as life has been designed to be portrayed, it's not what it's all about. And we get to be mad and sad and happy sometimes all at once, but we also get to experience time lapses and miracles and magic and connection. And we don't need... 15,000 million people telling us that we're great on Instagram. We get to just feel that within ourselves first. And whoever's meant to like or not like that, that's not up to us. That We just put ourselves in the world as, as who we are. And that is good enough. That truly is good enough. Well, giving, you know, when we walk through the people, um, you know, step into their authentic 
themselves and their power and be witnessed. You know, it does create for a lot of others who are in alignment with whatever they're witnessing that permission to feel witness themselves, right? Other people, it's going to resonate different discomfort and or just a complete repulsion and whatever that is. It's meant to just mirror and reflect how it's supposed to. Um, but, you know, being witnessed allows people the permission to actually like vocalize and express how they feel. And it's funny, you know, we talk about, you know, it's not all sunshine and daisies and rainbows, you know, and, and it's like, well, neither, neither are the human emotions. You know, we have five core emotions and they are joy. And then, you know, there's fear and disgust and anger and sadness and we're like oh no 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 those other four we don't we don't want to look at those <laughs> we don't we don't want to feel those we're just gonna ride on the joy and and we're taught that that's the only acceptable emotion and and then you know we wonder why people get all volatile and have an excess in these emotions or it just all of a sudden shut down and so well these are that's part of the human experience you're human and most of the emotions in which you experience are kind of icky, hard ones to, to deal with. So denying those aspects is still denying your humanity. It is not all joy and sunshine. And if you think that that's all it is meant to be or is going to be hardwired to be, then you're setting yourself up to experience those other emotions in a volatile excess that's only going to further disconnect and hurt you. When really, if we just honored those things as they come up and come through, then we can stay centered in in that space of joy centered in that space of of neutrality um and we can start really bearing witness to the things that are coming through us with a lot more ease and grace and and honor each emotion as it comes up and sit with it and 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 be like okay well what are you what are you saying to me right now what needs to be healed what needs to be heard what is this and why instead of allowing it to build up and build up and build up and build up and build up with a whole bunch of different things. And then it's overwhelming. And we're like, well, there's a whole bunch of reasons I'm pissed off right now. Yeah. Which one do you want? Yeah. <laughs> right. So it's, it's really important to me. I feel like we, especially as spirituality rises, um, you know, there has spiritual bypassing has been a really, a really large, large portion that can be really um, make people really avert, like feel a, repulsed towards spirituality as well as can cause a lot of um further shame and guilt with a lot of people who aren't there yet but still really want to follow that space and um i think it's so important to acknowledge um that those things are not easy it's not an easy journey for everybody and um that that process needs to be gentle and needs to be honored as it goes through. It really does. There's, there's like you, this, the amount of self love and self care that you need to have for yourself, the respect to have that care and to meet yourself where you're at and not compare yourself to others is so important. You know, I like the amount of people that I've had come to me, well, why can't I be this? Why can't I be that? I haven't had this, that bad, or I haven't had this, that bad. So why am I not like this? And it's, it's quite simple. Stop comparing yourself. That's not your journey. They haven't walked through the things that you've walked through and you haven't done those things either. Yeah. That's stay in your own lane and heal yourself because you are only finding ways to perpetuate further cycles of guilt and further cycles of shame about where you think you should be opposed to where you are meeting yourself in the present moment and dealing with what's right there, whether you like it or not, it's there and it needs to be heard. Hundred million 
bajillion percent. Oh my gosh. And I love how you bring this up because it segues into my next question. Um, something that I've really been researching and just observing through the countless psychic mediums, healers, channelers, all the people, anyone who labels themselves in that energy world. Uh, is it cutting out or are we okay? Okay. Um, I'm uh, working on registering my certification and trademarking it. And so in that process, there's a big component where I'm wanting to dismantle the, let's say the shadow or the negative side of what this work could be. So whether it's people are uh, integrating spiritual bypassing or where they're, you know, bringing them really in the depths of the shadows, especially if they're not a psychologist, like these elements are so different and there has to be that element that is honored within the Western medicine and, you know, psychiatric side of this work as much as there is the energy side, right? Like I can sit here and deal with people all day with grief, but when I go into the counseling side of me, that needs to be understood and disclaimed that I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a psychiatric, you know, doctor like that might also need me to step back and honor okay well I don't actually think that I can help you here you know but here's a list of resources and tools that I have that I can provide you with and so I'm finding that there's a lot of people doing this type of work that either aren't qualified to give the information that they're giving or they don't know how to honor the difference or even understand the difference between those two sides of work so through doing all of this I would love to hear what your take is and what you have found is one of the biggest disconnects in people who, be, and, and I don't want to say this from a point um, where people are going into this to cause harm or do things negatively, like those who awaken into being a healer and doing healing work, we always do this from the best intentions. I can't always, I can't say always, but like 99% of the time we do this because something worked for us and we figured it out and we just can't wait to tell other people, right? But there's, there's a level that you get to where um, you, you're starting to really reach people and you're really doing bigger things that requires you to do a little bit more of that back-end work, whether it's self-learning through institutions or whether it's having those resources or disclaimers available, the legalities. Um, so I'd love to hear from you what, what, a, what are one of those things that you're really seeing is a bigger disconnect in this industry and uh, what ways that you're working to either correct that or to make it better? Very good question. So, yeah, first of all, credentials are very important. All right. When anybody's going into that work, that should be the first thing, especially if you are handling trauma, grief, or any of those things. It needs to be acknowledged and said right off the bat and made extremely clear. I am not a psychologist. I am not a psychiatrist. I do. I am not advising you to quit any of the current medicines or help that you're getting outside of this space. That is the most important. That's like written right in my contract too. If you are seeing a medical professional, you continue seeing that medical professional. Yeah. Professional. <laughs> I, there is a hundred percent, a lot of value, huge amount of value in Western medicine. I mean, I've given birth twice and I would not have survived it without it. So I am grateful for it. There are yeah. certain things that, <laughs> um, that, that are, are necessary. They're just necessary. 
And people are trained a long time to be able to hold this space. And if you find somebody who is right for you and makes you feel safe and comfortable, then that is 100%, especially while you're doing shadow work and you're unveiling a lot of this, these uncomfortable questions on a different path. It is important to have a safe space to be able to integrate these things. And there is, you know, I don't think that one has to be, you know, inexclusive to the other. They can yeah. be mended together. Okay, I'm doing a lot of this deep work. I'm asking a lot of these questions. I'm, you know, getting into the subtle energy fields. I'm looking at the shadow side of the chakras or whatever it is. And going and talking this stuff through when stuff comes up, PTSD is real, you know, and I am not qualified to hold somebody through that space. I can always do my best to sit in the moments of those attacks of panic attacks and anxiety. Yes, I do have some credentials that allow me to hold space for that and to identify when those things are going on. I have my mental health first aid. I know how to spot different types of um, attacks that are happening on the spot and different types of ailments so I can better create and hold the space to then externally find somebody who is trained at that capacity to come in and intervene. Yes. But by no means am I going to pretend that that is my job and that's what I do. No, my job is to shine light on, on harder questions. My job is to ask you to, to help create the space for more self-awareness. And I think that there is a huge, huge um, element of spiritual ego that kind of comes into play with a lot of, of uh, people when they have done so much work and they have so much to be proud of and they're in this spot where they can finally start start helping others you know they're like okay i've made it this far up the mountain i see some clear paths for you let me like help you kind of navigate these 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 pathways but it's so important to continue and to understand that you as a practitioner always have to keep learning there's always a shadow you never get rid of your shadow yeah, your shadow will always be there. There will always be things that pop up. Healing is not linear. And as you move forward, things will come up. And it's important that you have the mentality that you will always continue doing the work, you will always continue doing the dismantling of your own subconscious hardwiring. Because if you're a channeler, a psychic, or whatever you want to call yourself, those messages are going to come in through the filter of that subconscious hardwiring, whether you like it or not. That's just the way that it's going to be. There is, you know, it comes in and it comes through the lens and the perspective of where you are at. So yes, the messages can be clear, but sometimes they can be muddled with the things that you are experiencing or trigger on your subconscious hardwiring of what has come up for you in your past. And acknowledging that is huge. So if you are all sorts of fucked up, forgive my <laughs> language here, but if you are got some shit going on, and then you're channeling in or you're getting messages for other people. Damn right. Yes. You know what? You're doing a disservice to yourself and someone else on the chance that you're muddling that up with your personal shit. Yeah. And it's your job to be accountable and understand that if you're not going to be in service to a person that day, you don't go. <laughs> you say, I'm sorry. I'm not clear today. I have some work to do and we have to reschedule this being accountable is what's going to make you authentic and actually going to make sure that you are providing people in the service of their highest alignment as well as yours. One, you have to listen to that. And maybe people aren't going to respond to that very well, but absolutely. it's better than leading them astray. 
Absolutely. Oh, I love that you say that so much because it's, it is the one thing that I teach anyone, whether they're learning their intuition just for themselves or they're learning to develop to be a reader, is that no matter how you're feeling, if you wake up with anxiety, that is not a day for you to do a reading. And maybe the next day isn't either. That you have to be so cognizant of where you're at before you ever provide a service. And if that person wants a refund because of that rescheduling, then that's what you do. Because if you don't honor where you're at, not only are you not gonna be able to provide them with what you say that you can do and what you can do, but you're not gonna feel better either. You're gonna take on whatever you bring in from their field and you're not gonna have moved your own stuff, let alone be able to unpack theirs too. And it's gonna get all jumbled up and you're just gonna feel worse. So. I love that you say that because it is so true how not only understanding that the shadow, you can't, you don't get rid of it, right? Whether you call it your ego, whether you call it your trauma, whether you call it your shadow, there is that element of darkness that is just with us, right? It keeps us humble. It keeps us balanced. It keeps us in check. It helps us to really navigate what our authenticity is and, and find our integrity but we get to equally honor and love it, which means that when we have a day where the shadows may be a little bit more deeper or darker than it usually is or just is for whatever reason, that you take that time to honor that because you can't serve someone out of darkness. You have to serve them out of light, um, especially if it's a service that you're offering, right? And th even that can go into, you know, if you're just a person who knows your energy and you're having an off day and your friend calls you up and starts dumping whatever they're dumping on you and you're not in the space to be able to help them because you can't help yourself right now, you're just being in it, then what service are you really being to them by holding that space for them, you know, with air quotations, because you can't help them, right? You have to honor yourself first. So I really love that you bring that up because that is one of the biggest things aside from credentials um, that I have seen with people who do offer a lot of this type of healing work. And the other thing is people who come out of a program and right away label themselves as a high-end healer or this and that. And then it's like, oh, well, you have the title. Everyone's looking for the title. But then it's like, what's your steps? What's your process? You know, what do you have that you have actually overcome, not just hopped out of a program and started integrating? Um, oh man, we could go into so many different corners of this, but I really love that you share that because I feel like as people are starting to come into this space of healing and energy understanding and their spiritual awakening, that they know and they understand that it is so important to be like really asking those questions. Don't just jump into programs or courses or healings just because that person looks good on Instagram or their title to really ask them the questions like, okay, well, what have you overcome in your life? Or, you know, where did you learn how to do these things? And, um, you know, what does that plan look like for me? Because I'm different than, you know, Sarah, your other client, right? And really just getting clear on, even if you don't know all the things you need to sort out, but really asking those questions because you could get yourself into a space where you're working with someone who is a false light or who is in their trauma still and trying to help people by helping themselves out of it too. And that's just not going to serve anybody. And I mean, unfortunately, those are things that have existed and will continue to exist as this industry really grows for what it is. Um, but it is if we can educate the person who's going through it and going into it 
more and more as we expand, then that's like, that's the forefront of my focus because I just feel so bad for the people who have come to me and they've been like, I was working with this lady for a year and I got totally burned and it just made everything worse. And now I'm seeing a therapist and I'm like, oh my gosh. (laughs) So then the disclaimers come in, like my contracts and I'm like, this is, don't quit your therapist, right? Like, you know, we'll do a trial session and, you know, if it works for you, maybe even I work with your therapist so we can really see where she's at and where I'm at and where you're at and work through that together and go from there. But yeah, it's, uh, it's just so important to really just be discerning. If something feels off, it's off. (laughs) it's just, it's just that clear. A master is only a master when they're dedicated to being a lifelong student. And that is a hundred percent how I feel. Yeah. You know, and, and another thing, integrating, like I, the, the benefits of both sides, I would never have felt comfortable going into this space into looking at shadow work had I not had my own experiences in which I'd overcome with the help of, both spirituality and science-based practices had I not gone through trauma-informed schooling had I not gone into understanding you know specific target areas of my own abuse and what had been affecting me and imprinting me on that way and uh, going in and actually doing the groundwork of getting all the information that was accessible to me around mental health and supporting trauma yeah. in the real world on a physical ground to the best of my capacity yeah and that is such an important thing if you are not trauma informed and you are working with trauma you're in for a whole different other ball game and yes you absolutely can resubject people into their trauma with way worse symptoms and you can re-traumatize somebody and you can do more damage and also scare them from wanting to do any work this work, yes, it's uncomfortable, but you should never be re-traumatizing somebody. Yeah. And if you don't have the capacity or the ability to hold that space, if somebody's unpacking a whole lot of shit that is outside of the scope of your practice, then you need to be accountable. Yeah. Because this is a person's life you're dealing with. This is their mental and emotional health you're dealing with. And that accountability is absolutely should be the foundation of your ethical practice and your morale. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think that it's important and, and people need to bridge that gap. You know, if you're a facilitator who just wants to say that all psychiatrists and psychologists are quacks, then I'm sorry, you are just as bad as the other side that sits there and tells you to ignore your spirituality. It, those things are, they, the polarity exists. It's there for a reason. And, you know, your message will always get lost if your foundation is built on the basis of discrediting something else. Yes. Yes. You know, you're always going to get lost. You know, if your foundation is built in discrediting the other side, you're going to get lost in your message. You're going to get lost in the truth and you're never going to find that because your aim is in the wrong purpose. Your yeah. aim is in war and in duality and not really honoring the contrast of polarity, which are very different things. And, you know, that's another aspect too, when going into shadow work, you know, like this is, you know, our shadows are first built during those fundamental hardwired years of our inner child, right? Those are the, the, the developmental years in our subconscious programming. And it's that of a response to the external environment. And we don't always have access to all those first early memories. So, um, 
but acknowledging and understanding that, you know, these things are built off of root systems, you know, that, you know, I mean, yeah, it kind of goes back to mommy and daddy issues. I mean, yeah, it is, you know, it's there, but <laughs> that's, that's a factor in yeah. it. And, you know, we, it's just the way that our inner child was responding to external environments and how we hardwired and how we were taught and programmed in those early years leading up into those teenage years and an impact of, you know, our external environment, not only within the home, but also within the societal views and cultural views that we have and all these things sort of play a part in how we react and versus how we respond. And, um, you know, when you get into to shadow work too, you know, there's, it's understanding not to shame that survival part of you. Yeah. That, you know, aspect of yourself was there and it did a really good job keeping you safe. Yeah. That's what its job was to do. Your, the job of all those things, aspects of your personality that you don't like and all those little icky emotions and all that stuff that comes up, that was a developed part of yourself because it was protecting you and doing its best to keep you safe the way that it knew how, given the circumstances that were around you. <sighs> and you wouldn't sit there and have a, you know, a war veteran come back from, from war and you, and you wouldn't, you wouldn't shame them if they were having a moment where they're you know they're reliving these traumas and you wouldn't you wouldn't look away from their you know their wounds or their cuts no you would have compassion you'd wrap them in forgiveness and love and you'd be like oh my gosh like this this what you went through was real and I'm like I you know I'm so sorry you went through that but how can I love you better how can I help you integrate and feel better about what's happening you know and, and I feel like you need to treat that element of your shadow with the same respect with the same love with the same compassion because this is not a martyr this is not a victim yes maybe those might be symptoms of shaming and guilting in a way and feeling unworthy and not enough those are the symptoms but at the end of the day that is not a victim or a martyr that is a warrior that is a warrior who has taken the brunt of all the shit that you have had to endure and that part of you deserves more love than you could ever imagine and that part of you is you that is a unified you and not viewing that as something necessarily separate. I mean, of course, unless you're going through trauma, it is sometimes nice to separate, integrate, but you know, to finally eventually be able to meld that and understand that you were both. And when that survival instinct comes up to be able to go, okay, let's stop here for a second. What do you need? Why are you feeling triggered right now? And it takes time to get to that space because it is reactionary. It is primarily built in those fundamental spaces of, fight, flight, and freeze. Yeah. That's where those pieces are built off of. So it's so important to have the respect and gentleness and compassion that it deserves. Because it's, it's not a part of you that should be tucked away. It's a part of you that deserves love and compassion and understanding for all of the brunt of the stuff that it's gone through. You would not be your light self had you not built on those foundations of those shadows. You would not be empowered and strong and have all these beautiful qualities of yourself had you not had this other external space of you internal space of you uh taking on all of that stuff yeah it's just how our brain works is the defense mechanism and and it's it's a, an important piece to integrate and and to unify within yourself so you can feel empowered and authentic absolutely and i love that you use that example and you really 
like massage the message out about it because whether you're a war veteran, whether you're a mom with postpartum depression, whether you are someone who was abused in childhood, whether 2020 was the year that completely collapsed and dismantled you, right? We all have that survival moment version of us in our lives. And for so many, maybe it's this year that really highlighted that, but it's also the year where we get to learn to love that side of us, where, like you said, we get to unify that. We get to just learn to accept that instead of force it down anymore. And we get to really open up this door of leaning into compassion. So even so much of like what we talked about in the beginning of like instant gratification and suppression of your emotions and, you know, acknowledging that we have more than just joy in ourselves, right? It's leaning into those compassions when you're stressed out because your children are having, you know, an energy day. That's what I like to call it when my kids have their meltdown days. It's their energy day, <laughs> right? I just lean into compassion, not only for them, but myself, right? And I can just honor wherever we're at, even if it stresses me out. If, you know, my husband is having a hard day, then I can lean into the compassion of that. If I'm having a hard day, I can lean into the compassion of that. And I feel like that was the one thing that got so lost in the last, like, five to 10 years of our evolution was that compassion. Because if we had compassion, we wouldn't be in such heightened divide now in this time, right? We would all be wanting to come together. And I can't say that we aren't because there are so many people that are rising above the circumstance and coming together despite the narrative. But it's like, how much more can we integrate compassion into ourselves to be able to allow that side of us to lean into the light, to be able to lean into the healing, to be able to lean into the grace and then, and then the magic and the manifestations and all the things that come from that space, right? We can't, expect things to unfold with miracles and magic and manifestation if we're just a ball of jumbled up discontent and like craziness right and it's not to say those things can't happen but it happens so much easier and not only happens easier but you feel the gratitude of it and you actually get to experience it when you're willing to start unpacking that invisible backpack that so many of us carry on our backs and um Something that came through for me around March when I started really opening up to channeling was that uh, the human self, the human mind has to go through trauma so that it can choose its side, whether it's low light, so the healing, the helping, this service, or the, the shadow, the darkness, where it falls into that space of depression or anxiety or fear and, and allowing that weighing down. And not always is it by choice. Sometimes it has to do with the circumstances in which you were raised, those core values that were plugged into you when you were born. But there comes a point where we get to experience things differently, even if it takes us 10 years to find that light and that service and that healing. But that compassion is that bridge. That compassion is that piece that helps you to walk across from whatever side you're on in whatever given moment you're in in your journey. And that I feel like is going to be a really big movement as we move through the rest of whatever this unveiling is and into 2025 is the year that I've been shown and told is kind of the big paradigm shift. Um, but this is the one that really where the trees of the roots are all coming up for us. And so compassion is that piece that we get to learn to really integrate more uh, that not only helps evolve that healing, but instills the space for the next generation to remove themselves from that instant gratification and to understand that 
we all get to be confident and powerful and all these really incredible things, characteristics. and forgiveness and I know that you know those are words that I've thrown around a lot and you know it's, it's funny May, but you know I have a one of my business partners that I work with you know she and I were having a conversation and she was like you know it's funny when people say um, unconditional love you know they don't understand that unconditional love really is conditional <laughs> you are loving on the condition that no matter what that person does says or gives that you're going to love them you know, and, uh, you know, I kind of had a laugh. I'm like, you know, Robin, you're right about that. <laughs> it is, you know, that, that funny little polarity, you know, like, like, I will love you unconditionally. And I'm like, well, that actually comes with the condition. <laughs> and, you know, when you talk about forgiveness and compassion, <laughs> when you talk about forgiveness and compassion, those, those are, you know, those are elements that you have to think of because to really, truly be compassionate and forgiving sometimes that, you know, and a lot of times that means that you have to step out of your own pain, your own trauma and your own hurt and shift your perspective into what somebody else might be experiencing that helped them, ex that, that, that created the expression that hurt you in the first place, Yeah, you know, and understanding that really when people are, you know, angry or hurt and hurting you and it feels like an attack that really it isn't actually anything personal it's even if it feels personal and someone's directing it at you it really isn't actually personal these are things that are playing out within their own system that are expressing themselves and you just happen to be the mirror at that moment yeah and in order to have that passion and forgiveness sometimes it takes a second to stop and disconnect from the personal part of it and to go all right, like, you know, to be funny about it, who hurts you? Do you yeah. Because, you know, I am not the person who, who, who uh, you're actually angry at right now. So what's going on? You know, and how can I better support you in this moment? Whether that be maybe disengaging and just not giving you that space or whether it be having something that I can offer to help shift you out of that space. But either way, remembering not to take on that stuff and hold on to it personally and say, hey, I, you know, I have compassion for you and I forgive you because I know that whatever you're going through right now, it's probably a lot harder for you to have compassion and forgiveness for yourself. And it's the same thing when we see people judging people so harshly, you know, and I look at somebody who's super, super, super judgmental. I'm like, so where in yourself are you holding on to things that you're having a hard time letting go? Because I can guarantee you, for critical as you are externally, there's an internal critic that probably doesn't shut up, and that must be really, really hard to live through. Yeah. So, I, like, when that bridge of compassion and forgiveness is so important, especially as we're upheaving, like, you know, giving, going through this upheaval of generations of that disconnect you know this is this has been generations that have been taught to have a lack of compassion a lack of forgiveness lots of scrutiny lots of blame lots of you know anger lots of lots of you know really hardcore stuff you know we've been going through this for for years and years and years you know pagan people and you're you know you're a sinner burn her yeah. He had him, you know, yeah. you, you know, you're, you're to blame for anything that I don't feel good about. And when we, when you have something that's generationally taught like that, it's going to take some time to 
rewire the understanding of what it means to actually love and forgive and be compassionate. That's a huge part of that work. Yeah. Uh, it's, if you can't yeah. be compassionate yeah. towards yourself, then you're, you've got no hope in being that towards anybody else, truly, and radiating that out. Yeah. Oh, I it love starts that. within. True. So true. So good. Well, I want to honor your time, um, but I have one last question for you. And that is, how has intuition, connecting with your intuition, truly transformed your life? connect from my intuition almost ruined my life um, <laughs> um yeah <laughs> uh you know what since i was young very very young all of this has been very real for me and um i spent a lot of time dedicated to trying to cutting it off shoving myself into the conventional boxes so i could be liked and accepted and that honestly created so much internal illness on a multitude of levels, a lack of acceptance and began to show and express itself in ways that hurt myself and hurt others. So what I can say is that the more you are disconnected from your personal intuition and listening to what really is right for you and jumping even when it seems scary, the more you will fall into those spaces of depression and anger and all of those icky feelings, the more we ignore, the bigger our shadow gets and you can ignore that at your own peril. Unfortunately, it will come back and it's not going to make you feel good. You know, and I think anybody can really feel that the times that they have not been in alignment with themselves and if they've spent most of their lives really ignoring their intuition how many times they've said to themselves, I wish I just listened to myself. I wish I just listened to myself. I wish I just listened to myself. If I'd have just listened. Yeah. And I think that that is an important thing to remember. Look back on all the times you didn't listen to yourself and tell yourself, reflect, how did that go for you? How did it go? Did it go well or did it not? Yeah. So, Understanding that discernment and trusting yourself because you know what you actually do know you really do and You're not going to be led Astray when you really are actually coming from a heart-centered space and you're giving yourself the time of day that you deserve because you know what feels right in your body and as you declutter other people's energy and expectations especially as an empath and you learn to be more centered in that space the more clear you'll become and the more you'll be able to honor that intuition with more power and strength and balance. And I think that that is the greatest gift that you can give to yourself is understanding that you do already have, have that and listening to that intuition. It, it's not going to lead you wrong. A hundred percent. Oh, very, very beautifully laid out. So with that being said, I want to thank you so much for joining us today. And I would love for you to share where everyone can connect with you and find you and your work. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, you can find me at my website or on Facebook, rootandreboot.com, or under Jade Eisen, 
J-A-I-D-E-I-Z-O-N. Um, I am speaking at a conference, Women in Bloom, coming up in March on the 2021st. And I will also be speaking at the BAMP Wellness Retreat, offering some workshops um, uh, in at the end of April as well. So tickets for that go on sale in a few weeks and I'm excited. So yeah, you can connect and find me there. Yay, awesome. Well, I highly encourage and recommend that you guys go check her out. She is an incredibly powerful being and she definitely is making some big waves in this world with the work that she's doing. So thank you, Jade, so much for joining us today. I love and appreciate you and your time and your energy. And I am looking forward to all the beautiful things that unfold from here on out for you. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so glad we got to do this. Yes. Awesome. Thank you so much for tuning in. I truly hope you enjoyed that as much as I did sharing her with all of you. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a moment to screenshot and tag me on Instagram at Riley June. And I look forward to connecting with you all next week in a new episode that is going to be a really beautiful channeled message. And I cannot wait for you to hear it. All right. Don't forget to find the magic in today.